The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. I say with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode of TV. I say with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode of TV. I say. Hello, TV Club. Welcome back to another episode. This week, I got more Jason Manzoukas for you. It is part two of our conversation, which, again, just so charismatic. So just so much energy between us, right? So you're going to enjoy that. We keep talking about our underrated TV hits of 2022. Killing It, Girls 5 Eva, Rutherford Falls, Wellington Paranormal. You're going to love it. Uh, This week on the watch list, you know, it's the holidays. There wasn't a lot to watch. I did get into a few things. I did Welcome to Chippendales, which finished up this week uh pretty good but you know what i i watched the documentary uh the chippendale murders on a and e and i found that it was better than the series and the series changed a lot of things that i didn't quite understand why they changed them uh so you know there was that uh and then mostly just a lot of below deck a lot of below deck just still so much below deck uh yeah that's that's what we got coming up but next week TV's back. I'm going to have a ton of stuff on the watch list for you, so don't even worry. But sit back, relax, and get ready for more of me and Jason Manzoukas. Peacock has, I think, three fantastic shows that people do not watch. or And frankly, some don't even know they're, they're there. That they exist. Killing it. Yeah. Girls 5 Eva and We Are Lady Parts. I'd add Rutherford Falls, but that got canceled. Yes, I, I, would, I yeah. would also add Rutherford Falls. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. That second season came out this year as well. Yeah. Uh, and also the show Shrink. Shrink was actually a show that came out on CISO, but then CISO, you know, didn't actually happen. Right. Tim Baltz, yeah. absolutely one of my favorite characters comedy performers working right now. He's on uh, Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones, yeah. Which is maybe pound for pound the funniest show on television. Absolutely. He also has a podcast on the Comedy Bang Bang Network that is called Hey Randy that is like literally has made me laugh harder than almost anything else this year. It's really very funny. He is so funny If and people slept on this show really hard. He plays a guy who is basically interning to become a therapist and does like freelance therapy for people to get his hours ah, got out, of his, okay. out of his garage. And it's great. Perfect. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'll check that yeah. out because I think he's wonderful. A lot of people watch what we do in the shadows, right? Well, all, oh, yeah. like one of my absolute favorite half hours on right now, Matt Berry is maybe my favorite comedic voice. Toast of London, absolutely in- iconic show uh, yeah. for me. Just he's he's so funny, but the show itself is absolutely terrific. Now, a lot of people know it was based on the movie, the Taika and uh, Jermaine movie, et cetera, et cetera. Not a lot of people know there is a spinoff from that movie called Wellington Paranormal. Yeah. That there is four seasons. The fourth season just came out this year. There's four seasons on HBO Max. And it is what if X-Files, but in a six police officer police station in Wellington, New Zealand. And and what if Mulder and Scully were morons, basically? (laughs) So every week they're up against a new paranormal activity, whether it is, you know, uh, ghosts or uh, a demon or whatever. And and these bumbling 
police officers have to interact and figure it out. And it is hilarious. Yeah. And it, they treat all the paranormal stuff as though it is just very normal. Yep. And totally. it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it took me a while to get to that show because it was hard to find in America. Yes. And now it's like they just brought it all to HBO Max this year. Yeah. And I binged it all in like two weeks. So it's, good. Yeah. That's a good one. The Because the, they'll do that that dumb thing where like very clearly there will be a zombie there who's like. And they'll be like, had a bit too much to drink tonight. You know, like yeah. they, they just will not engage in the fact that it's engage, clearly yeah, a zombie. Mag, yeah. It really is so stupid and so funny. And it has that kind of Shaun of the Dead, that kind of that vibe of like we're inside of a supernatural event, but we're kind of oblivious to it. And so it's very funny. I, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. That's that's a great one. Uh, next on my list, I love that for you from Showtime. Oh yeah, with Vanessa Bayer, uh, Molly I, Shannon. Show, Molly Shannon. This show should have gotten so much more attention. We don't even know if it's got if it hasn't even been renewed yet. I know. With Molly, Sh- how do you not renew that right away? I, I agree, and it's and and I think Vanessa is like an, and we mentioned Shrill uh, eighty Brian as well. These are two of the my favorite recent SNL castmates that I've, I. I feel like deserve like these like these shows that are about them you know that are focused on them because they're both to me absolutely hilarious and in the case of Vanessa like giving like a great also heartbreaking performance heartbreaking performance yeah I, it's so good. Maybe with like, you know, the Grey's Anatomy grifter lying about cancer, there will be a resurgence of interest. And I love that for you. That would be great. Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, oh, that would be amazing. That's like, a don't great Don't give one. Elizabeth Finch a show. Just go watch I Love That For You. Oh, oh it's great. Yes, I agree. Um, I'll, I'll jump from Molly Shannon to Molly Shannon because didn't season two of the other two come out this year? I think technically it did, yeah. I think it came out at the beginning of this year, and that, yeah. I thought, was an incredibly strong season of television. Oh, of course. The Just the single episode that took place at the Hillsong-style church, like the celebrity church. Yeah. That, oh, my God. That... That's that sealed the deal for me when he's just going to all of the different dates yep. and ends up like back with it was perfect. One of my favorite episodes of the year. That that episode was one of my favorite episodes of TV this year. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And the show, yeah. not not to take away from the season, which I thought was very strong, um, really strong season, great show. I really liked the first season and then loved this second season. I thought it yeah, was great. Love the second season and they're shooting the third right now. I I can't wait. I can't. Uh. That's the one I'm looking forward to the most next year. And then uh, on my list, I got Digital Addiction, which is a new show on A&E about people who are addicted to the Internet and their phones. Oh, wow. This show, I thought at first, I was like, oh, this is going to be boring. I watched like five episodes at once. It is like I feel bad about my Internet usage a lot of the time. But these are people who are like, I wake up. I spend 16 hours on Facebook. <sighs> it, it didn't just... I didn't really like it was just something I never dreamed that there were people who like were like this. It's eye opening. So if you need a new like that sounds serious, that harrowing. Yeah. Ugh. like straight up people were like, I lost my kids because I just like couldn't stop using Twitter. I couldn't stop wordling. Yeah. (laughs) And then like there's some dudes who are like, I watch porn for like eight hours a day. Uh, and then I, you know, play video games. It's oh, I could that would I yeah. think that would bum me out. See, that's it what's interesting. Really does <laughs> those kind of shows really bum me out? But both shows like that, but also like a couple of times uh, you mentioned June Diane Raphael, and she's uh, you know um, an ancillary part of the Bitch Sesh podcast. That's Casey Wilson and and oh, Danielle yeah. Schneider, and they talk about the Bravo shows. And I've they've asked me to be a guest a couple of times on the. show. So in those instances, I've had to watch episodes of Real Housewives of very whatever seasons are on at that point. And those shows stress me out. Like, yeah, they stress, stress me, me out. out. I tried to watch Love is Blind um, this past <laughs> year just because people were talking about it so much that yeah. I was like, I guess I need to know what this is. And I started to watch it and I was like, this is upsetting me. I don't <laughs> like how these people are treating each other. And this is bumming me out, you know? Yeah, yeah. See, some people we feed off of that toxicity. Yeah. We we love it. It We're makes like, me oh. so 
it makes me sad. You know, like with one of the housewives shows that I watched for one of those episodes of Bitch Sesh, it was like all of the people had, were getting into a fight with each other. All of the women were getting into fights with each other, but all of their kids were there. And I was like, yeah. why are the kids here for this? Like, this yeah. is awful. I hate this. This is making <laughs> me feel bad. Yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah, the, the Bravo housewives, sometimes I just want to be like, stop screaming so much. I have yeah. to turn the volume down so low. But then the sad ones where it's like intervention, you Ooh. know, orders. Yeah. I, there's something about like seeing someone at the end of it, like be like, I stopped using my phone for eight hours. Now I only use it for two hours a day. And I'm All right. like, change can happen. All right. I'll like, take wow. it. That's a victory. Oof. Yeah. Oh, boy. Kind of, yeah. It's something. <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw out um, Tuca and Birdie season three. Um, uh, yeah. Lisa Hannawalt's incredible show. Um, Ali Wong. Um, um Tiffany Haddish, Steven Yeun, incredible cast, inc- beautifully animated show that again is about processing uh, emotions and trauma and 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 like a coming of age story for you know older people. It's a story about um, female friendships. It's a story about toxic relationships, toxic friendships. It's a story about like engaging with and overcoming all of these issues that are present in your twenties, early thirties. I feel like. Um, Great show, beautifully animated, uh, beautifully told stories. Again, like dealing with all of these emotional issues, but true absurdism inside of it. You know, the whole world that show creates is so funny. Oh, yeah. So rich. So interesting. It's, you know, if you like Bojack Horseman, go watch it. I'm sad that it got canceled, but I'm 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 crossing my fingers that another network picks it up. It's already happened Uh, once. It got canceled once and picked up. You know, Netflix canceled it and Adult Swim picked it up now adult swims canceled it so maybe freebie will pick i don't know it's yeah, like come on freebie. if you don't know lisa hannawalt did all of the character designs for bojack horseman so if you like the aesthetic of bojack horseman you like her work you know and so and this show has takes that and runs with it you know it is yeah. visually stunning uh and yeah. fantastic and, and then, so many visual gags oh yeah i I'm, I'm always impressed by writers who can like get those visual gags because I just never think of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's such a strong show for that, you know, because it's not just the jokes that are coming out of people's mouths. It is like all of these smaller jokes that are surrounding it that are just propping it up. It's really great. Yeah. Uh, you got any more on your list? Of course I do, Ashley. I mean, I literally have the longest. I could talk to you for 80 hours about television. Same. Like, I could just keep going. My next, I was going to say Five Days at Memorial on Apple TV. I don't know what that is. Uh, it is. It's so good. It is about it's the true story of Memorial Hospital in New Orleans during Hurricane oh. Katrina. Oh, my gosh. It's about the the doctors and patients who were stuck in the hospital for five days and the choices these doctors had to make. And specifically one doctor who was like, hey, if we can't evacuate anyone, everyone, would it be cool if I just like euthanize some people? And they go into that, like the choice this woman made to be like, there are some people that like we can't get out of here. So this is what I'm going to do. And it looks into how the city and the state failed to like investigate and all this stuff. And basically like 10 people ended up dying because they were just like given uh, what like uh, methadone or something to just like, you know. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so it's all based on a real story and like real investigations. It's so good that I thought it would just like sweep the like noms for limited series, but people aren't talking about it. Wait, and it's it's a documentary series or it's, no, it's a fictionalized a, it's, uh, telling it's a of fictionalized this story? Oh, okay, got yeah. it, got it, got yeah. it. Wow. Okay, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. What's it called again? It's uh, Five Days at Memorial on right. Apple TV, and I it's so good. I was with a friend who started it, and I rewatched the whole thing from the beginning because I was just like, this is this is so good. Wow. Okay. Great. Love it. Yeah. All right. My next pick is full disclosure: a show that I am on. It has also already been canceled. I'll allow it. (laughs) It is the Amazon Prime show Paper Girls. Um, Oh, yeah. Paper Girls is so good. I actually thought you were going to say another one. (laughs) Oh, there's another one I can say also canceled. I thought you were going to say close enough. (laughs) It's on my list. Don't you worry. It's on mine. I love close enough. I have a whole section of my list that is uh, (laughs) R.I.P. canceled too soon. (laughs) 
<laughs> and close enough is on there. Um, as was Tuka and Birdie, but I moved it up. Anyway, um, Paper Girls is an adaptation, an incredible adaptation of um, a comic book series, uh, Brian K. Vaughn, Cliff Chang comic book series that I was obsessed with when it came out in comics. And then I managed to finagle myself into it as one of the one of the villains, which I was very excited about. But really, it is a incredible time travel story for four young girls who are delivering newspapers in the 1980s uh, Ohio who get kind of trapped in a time travel story. A They keep getting shunted back and forth through time, meeting future versions of, of themselves. They are, they are trapped in a time war, basically, between uh, teenagers and adults of the future. And it is just an adventure show. I, it unfairly got a lot of comparisons, I think, to Stranger Things, yeah. just because it's young kids on an adventure. But this show, unlike Stranger Things, which I think is a good show, but is really about the story and the plot and the machinations of the larger story being told. Paper Girls is about these girls. It's about these young, uh, these young people kind of coming of age inside of what if your coming of age story made it such that you were meeting yourself at 26 or 36 or, you know, like you like you get to see your potential futures and what that might mean. If you make do you change the choices that you make? Do you alter that when you do get sent back into the past? What do you do differently? Or are you doomed to repeat the same mistake? Anyway, it's yeah. got lots of, you know, really interesting sci fi stuff going on. But it's really, again, a character show. Yeah, I loved this show. I'm a big comic book show fan and I thought it lined up perfectly with like the boys and Invincible and Vox Machina and all that on Amazon. And I was like, oh, they're really going to dominate like the comic book like genre and really do these shows justice and they I love the first season and I, I really yeah. thought they'd renew it I really did too I think you know I was devastated because I think I think not only was it a fantastic show I think it was a fantastic first season that really set up um, what could come and in an environment where you've got four incredible act young actors ready to just crush this story I was like oh this is gonna be for you know my my part is very you know tertiary like the four lead actors who are all like you know 13 14 15 years old they were incredible they were incredible and I was so excited to watch them because I've read the comics to do all of the stuff in the comics yeah. that I knew was coming and I'm just heartbroken that we're not gonna get those stories um, somebody out there save it somebody I wish I wish I really feel like that was because I agree with you, Amazon, you know, boys season three loved it, you know, Invincible. I'm I'm on Invincible. You know, we've recorded season two. It's fantastic. I, you know, it's I great. Wait. I'm so excited for that. But I really wanted this to be another kind of arrow in that quiver for them of successful adaptations of beloved comic book franchises. And I was bummed that they kind of gave up on it. Um, and I think seemingly have put all their eggs in the Lord of the Rings basket, which yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah. No, no, Good nothing stuff, against you know. the show. I enjoyed it. But, you know, but I was like, come on, we can also do Paper Girls. Yeah. You know, you don't have to give that show in Wheel of Time like 80 million billion dollars. <laughs> give, give us a little bit. Come on. It's a little bit. <laughs> The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
Next on my list is Love Off the Grid, which is a like Discovery Plus. It's kind. It's a little like ah. It's it's basically people who have fallen in love with people who live off the grid. Oh, okay. And oh, they're oh, like, sure. yeah. Yeah. And they're like, I'm leaving my life behind to go live with this person I fell in love with who like lives in the mountains or a desert, whatever, huh. and like built their own hut. And at first I was like, oh, this is silly. It, I, I don't really get what would be interesting about this. No, it's amazing. It is so wow. good. Like some of the people who live off the grid are like these mountain women who are awesome. And uh-huh. then these like hipster dudes from New York are like, oh, I'm totally ready to like chop wood and do this. And they get there. There was one guy who within three days was like crying like a little girl. Oh, that's <laughs> Just great. Being like, I can't deal with this heat. How do you live like this? Oh, <laughs> I love that. So yeah, I love it. You know, it has the messiness of relationship drama, but then it also is just genuinely them being like oh like a rattlesnake is in our water what do we do oh, wow. <laughs> so that's terrifying one of my other favorite kind of um types of shows that i get hooked into are the travel log food or food-based travel log type of show like for me the 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 er version of this is Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yeah. you know whether it's Parts Unknown or No Reservations. Those are shows that just were iconic to me. Um, but now we get versions of it that I also still enjoy, like Somebody Feed Phil, or I've really loved the Stanley Tucci Discovery in Italy. Um, I love that one TV series. That's just absolutely terrific. But. My favorite from this year, you had them on, they're friends of mine, 101 Places to Party Before You Die, John Gabris and Adam Pally are doing something that I feel like is really special and needs to be kind of highlighted for people because you might think that this is kind of what it presents as, is two guys going and drinking and eating in party cities or party places, right? Great. And that is ostensibly what it is. They happen to be two of the funniest people I've ever met who've known each other for years. But the show is really also a document of male friendship. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that like that New York Times article came out a couple of weeks ago that was about kind of the decline of the male friendship, of the adult male friendship, how men don't have close intimate friendships really. And adult men, that's something they really struggle with. This show is a demonstration of healthy emotional friendship. And that's what I, and, and they're also just hilarious. Yeah. Like they're funny and they're drinking, but then it'll also just be like, John, let's like just have a serious moment about how your dad died. Yeah. Like, but and then, they support each other. It's yeah, beautiful. And tell, they tell each other they love each other constantly throughout <laughs> the episode. And yes, Gabrus might talk about his dad dying, but then he'll button it with a joke about his about his father who passed away that is so funny that yeah. you're like, this is and what I you know, I wrote to them a, a note because I was like, what I love about your show is that it perfectly captures what it is like to be hanging hanging around with you guys you know this is this is them this is a they are able to have very uh, candid emotional forthright conversations that are peppered with genuine hilarious nonsense and that yeah. is to watch that i watch that show and i'm like it, it is a a uh, a show that engenders a parasocial feeling towards the people you're with. I'm like, I just hung out with those guys for a half hour, you know, or whatever. Yeah, it does. You feel like, oh, I I I just like study. I went to Portland with them. This is so fun. I again another show. I want to get another season. Oh, I'm uh, please, please uh, powers that be. It's on HBO Max now. It yeah. was on True TV. It was lost to the wilderness of True TV. Of True TV, which you know, but we've, somebody we've lost needs a to lot pick of good this shows. up. I know we we did, we did. Uh, it, we gotta we, it, this show right. Watch it. Set your TV to watch the whole to just autoplay the whole season so that at least their numbers look like people are yeah. watching it. Why you'll love it? You if you like you'll any, like, of, yeah. You it, it's fun and it's funny and it's light and it's it it's a great show. It's a great yeah. show. It, it, I, it's my favorite, like, just travel, watching people eat food show. It really yeah. clicked with me. Same. So, okay, how about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the rest off of my list, because I, I don't want to keep you here for another three hours, which oh, yeah. I easily okay. could oh, good do. Call. Good call. I'll rattle been... mine off, and then yep. you can hit yours. Great. Uh, I got The Thing About Pam, which, Okay. Yep. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but yes. Yeah, that was a little controversial. People didn't like the use of a fat suit. 
I thought it was really clever. Basically yep. a, a play on a Dateline show. Check it out. Uh, and also a scammer show, which people overlooked. But if you like the dropout, Dr. Death, the thing about people Pam. really got into like, I feel like this year was the year of scammer TV shows yeah. the way that the year previous was about cults. Yeah, last year was cults. This year it was scammers. Yeah, I, I did a whole list of all the scammer shows, and most of them weren't that good. But the dropout yeah. was great, and the thing about Pam. So okay, oh, I'll check out the thing about Pam. Yeah, okay. Uh, Renee Zellweger doing one of her best performances. Uh, then I had Home Economics. Okay, on yep. ABC, which is again just a cute little family sitcom, which I just got to shout out because I'm one of the few people who still likes a family sitcom. Sure. Uh, and then Flatbush Misdemeanors. Oh, I don't know uh, what that is. Oh, my God. Flatbush Misdemeanors was on Showtime. It came okay. on uh, with I Love That For You, and it just had its second season but got canceled. Uh, Kevin Iso, Dan Perlman, two amazing comedians, uh, started it as a web series, turned it into a TV show. It's about them living in Flatbush, Brooklyn. And... Uh, it's kind of like this fool. It's like that same huh. tone of comedy of this is a little serious and their lives are a mess, but then just so many jokes, you know, like Great. there'll be okay. jokes about like Dan's character committing suicide, but they're so funny. <laughs> Maria Bamford is in it. He She plays Dan's mom. It's, it was, it's one of my favorite comedies. It should have got more attention. And huh. yeah. Is that it? That's it. That's my. Those are all my underrated hits of the year. Okay, I'll throw in. So I, the others that I have, a couple are. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. Girls Five Eva put out okay. a second season this year that was fantastic. Earlier in the year, uh, really great, really strong, um, so funny. Paula Pell, just absolutely one of the absolute greats uh, right now. Yeah, funniest of funny. Um, um, I will shout out a couple of things that I do feel like are getting attention or are inside of larger things. So for me, uh, I, I've loved both uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, which I yes. think is hilarious. So funny. Yeah. Workplace uh, we had comedy. Jerry yeah, we had oh, Jerry O'Connell on the show, and I I love that show. I great. So funny. So I, I'm sure your audience has heard uh, about it, but it's great. I will also shout out this. I'm on this one, Star Trek Pro. Prodigy, which is another great Star Trek show that is the young adult. You know, it's about it's a team of kids, uh, a teenagers team of kids in the. It's the first Star Trek show that's about young people, and it's fantastic. Like a coming of age story in space, really great. Love that show. Um, Kotaro lives alone. <laughs> Do you what? know this? I, no, Kotaro no lives idea. alone. I don't even know how to explain this. It's um, it's a beautiful. It's on Netflix. It's a beautiful anime that's about like this uh, ap this apartment complex, and the people in the complex realize that there's a like a ten year old boy who seemingly lives alone in one of the apartments, and it, that is in fact the case. And it's all about the interaction between like what this the interaction between these adults and this kid and what this kid I, I, I don't even know how to explain it it's just <laughs> it's a show that I sobbed through almost every episode of and was just so moved by it on a human level it is like beautiful and heartbreaking and very funny but not a comedy in that sense it is just like I don't know it really was absolutely yeah. like I, mind blowing child neglect is moving it like, really, it's really there's something like fascinating about it um um and then a couple of shows that i feel like um absolutely have gotten the the um the they're on all the lists they are you know oh, these yeah. are the shows that people talk about but i still feel like we're vastly dwarfed by the like mega monolithic shows of the year um you know the the game of thrones is and everything else everybody was talking about the bear chris yeah. Dorr's show the bear which i thought everybody was talked about the bear absolutely fantastic loved it but for me the best show of the year uh, unquestionably is reservation dog season two. Oh, absolutely I mean, absolutely. Like pound for pound, maybe one of the most interesting, impressive, funniest, most important shows on television currently in the yeah. last five years. In I don't know. Easily, it's uh, yeah, it's incredible. This last season, I, I think the first season did a great job setting up the world and like you know introducing us to these characters, and season two just blows you away by. 
getting into every character's like background story. The oh. one about the mother and her getting like basically her Stella gets her crew back moment. Incredible. I, I loved it. I love how much season two, season one uh, establishes, you know, this group of young uh, you know, like they're high school, they're teenagers, like they're like high school age kids. And it's really, for the most part, about them, Oklahoma, uh, indigenous um, young people story. Season two cracks it wide open by investigating all of the adults and their lives yeah. from there. And, and you see how um, death and loss and tragedy have impacted each subsequent generation. For the older generation, for the aunties, it's the death of Cookie uh, has really left a mark on them, and for the characters that we've been following, following rather, um, it's the death of Daniel, and yeah. and 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 the, you know how much these two seasons have been for for them, for uh, Elora Dannon and Bear, and and, and she's how they're, they're how much they're dealing with Daniel's death. It it, it really was. And then finding time to do side episodes, yeah. where like uh, Big, uh, the 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 you know um, uh, police officer, yeah, the sheriff like yeah. does shrooms he, and stuff. He ab- and accidentally doses himself. Accidentally with doses himself and like finds a like a white yes. power cult. It is so good. It's incredible. Uh, the show is pound for pound just the best show on television. Careening between such funny, hilarious jokes and then. And like gut wrenching the the fourth episode of season two that's all about Elora Dannon's grandmother dying yeah and and what what ooh, that whole story unfolding that episode was absolutely shattering you know yeah. and oh, beautiful yeah. yeah that and then you also get like the one where they try to run to California and get stuck with like the super religious white woman who's just like yeah. Megan Mullally oh no yeah. no yeah was it Megan Mullally no I don't was, think so no Megan Mullally was the other woman who's uh, giving them who, whose truck they steal right yeah yeah holy shit the show's uh, so good the show is yeah. really exceptional and that and and I know it's on a lot of lists uh, people do talk it is, about it but, but it doesn't get the award attention like even, it should yeah. again sweep the Emmys like that show needs to be it's it really is one of the best shows in years um, yeah really impressive and also the kids on the show write a lot of the episodes like she wrote the uh, Alora that actress wrote that episode about her grandmother. Oh, I didn't know that. It was the that. first episode of TV she'd ever written. And one and of it's... the podcasts I was listening to interviewed Sterling Harjo, who, um, who you know, created the show and, and, and runs the show. Um, and he was saying that the episode where Cheese ends up in the boys' home yeah. is based entirely on one of their writers. That's his story. And so that was... That the the sta- the writing staff is 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 putting so much of themselves into these stories, uh, yeah. and that they have the room to have an entire episode where it's just about cheese going to a boy's home that Mark Marin runs, and it introduces you to a whole new set of characters, and you are like, oh, I'm not following I'm any. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that this show can effortlessly establish, I don't know, 14 named characters, all of whom deserve complete exploration. Yeah. And somehow they do it while maintaining overarching storylines that are that are very emotionally resonant and satisfying when they come to a conclusion. Like when they go to California at the end of season two, spoiler alert uh, for season yeah, two, so, yeah. When they get to the end there and that's you, they're paying off something that they started episode one of season one. Well, yeah, you know, they, I love that they took their time and really let a lot of other stuff happen to our characters before they wrapped that storyline up, you yeah. know. And also, I'll say maybe my favorite Mark Maron performance. Great. Episode. Incredible. Just, yeah. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> it deserves all the hype yeah. and more. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. 
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. One of the things that I have not talked about is I have also watched, do you watch, do you re-watch old things? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I rewatch old things like Mad Men. I rewatch every year. Yeah. Uh, the Wire. I rewatched a ton of times. Yep. Um, there are a few like, uh, like, I don't know, like weird ninety, like early two thousands cable shows, like a Dead to Me. Oh, okay. Uh, which had like Mandy Patinkin and was on. I love that show and I rewatch it all the time. Wonder huh. Falls, which was like this ABC oh, yeah. comedy. I remember that show. Yeah. I, w- I used to watch that when it came out. Yeah, I loved it. And yeah. it's so funny. I rewatch it all the time because I have it downloaded legally on my computer because I huh. loved it back then. Oh, that's <laughs> And cool. it's hard okay, to find. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like the shows that I loved that got canceled and are hard to find, I revisit a lot because I'm just oh, like. that's smart. I like oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know, like popular. One of uh, mine One of mine that I rewatched, because I rewatch, I do that too with some stuff. I rewatched Terriers this year, uh, um, yeah. which is uh, like for me, like a, a perfect show. I love that show. Yeah, one it's season. Show. It's a great show. Um, yeah. I watched all of Justified this year. Um, I'm rewatching. I rewatch Gilmore Girls constantly. Oh yeah, I, I re- rewatch Gilmore Girls all the time. I I rewatch the first. I rewatch the Aaron Sorkin seasons of West Wing probably every other year, just as a testament to incredible television writing. Yeah. Okay. So I wa I rewatch Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip every year by okay. Andy Sorkin to remember the horrors of comedy. Oh yeah. And how bad it can be. Oh yeah. So oh, no, that's 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 a wild watch. That's a crazy one. You uh, watch the show and you're like, people really did this. They oh, yeah. really made this. Oh, and when you think about the fact that it came out at the exact same time as Thirty Rock. Yeah. And and everybody was like, well, 30 Rock's doomed because Aaron Sorkin is going to own this Sorkin, space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it is not a show that I I love it, though. I rewatch yeah. it probably. Oh, every that, maybe I'll do that. That's a good one. I haven't watched that since yeah. it came out. Oh, and Party um, Down. That's another one. I. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a great one. That's Loved a great rewatch. rewatch. And apparently yep. we're getting a reboot or something. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm excited. I'm shocked I've also you're not just in started, it. Uh, yeah, shocked. <laughs> I've just started for the first time. Are there those? Are there? I'm curious what the shows are for you. The shows that are everybody tells you to watch, but you've never watched. I'm watching one of them currently, and it's Doctor Who. Doctor Who's one for me. Yeah. I just, I, it just seems I have too an update. big. I don't know where to it's start. It's great. Like, how do you jump into something like that? Okay, so I started... Okay, here's what I did. I started at the Christopher Eccleston season, which is the beginning of the new era of Doctor Who. Okay. The the And, and that season is medium to medium bad. Okay? Okay. Okay. It's not great. But the next season begins with David Tennant. And oh. it's... Terrific. From then on, uh, and then Matt Smith comes in, and it from then on, it's just pretty much incredible. Um, fun, light, great, like soft sci-fi storytelling. Great, it's great. It's a blast. Yeah. And I and I'm now at the stage I'm like uh, starting season three where I'm like, oh, I understand now why everybody was like, you'll love this show because yeah, it's got so much of the stuff that I like done in a way that is really charming and funny. So yeah, uh, people are always trying to get me to do that one. Uh, And then the leftovers. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that either. I (laughs) tried season one um, just because I was curious and I couldn't penetrate it. And but everybody then says, oh, no, season don't season one's the hard one. It really only clicks in in season two. So everybody told me season one and two are the good seasons and season three is bad. So interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll uh, watch yeah, it. maybe I'll eventually get to it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. And then Lost. That's another one. I never. Oh, you've never Lost. seen Lost. Never yeah. seen Lost. Okay. I wonder if you. I, I mean, I watched Lost when it came out. It was such a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Um, and in that way, I was like, 
all in. Um, I was too busy with Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's not, it's uneven. Um, it's uneven, but, but especially for the time, it's so much of what we recognize as TV now, um, is contained inside of that show. Uh, yeah. you know, a lot of watching that show or West Wing, I oftentimes I'm like, I can't believe network networks allowed this to happen. You yeah. know, like this, this doesn't, no network, NBC would never put this on. Would now. never do this now. <laughs> never. It's crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, people wouldn't talk about it the same. It's just, you can't recapture that magic. ER is one that I feel like people are always like, you should watch ER. And no, yeah. I, that's not. I loved ER. ER, um, NYPD Blue, ER, like that era of television is from when I was like in my 20s and and had to, you had to watch the night of. There was no DVR. There was no TiVo yet. You had to be like Tuesday night. We're watching NYPD Blue uh, Thursday night. We're watching ER. You had to be there to watch it. It yeah. felt like important. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I miss those days. I miss the. Oh, the, my God. And that's I was a child, but I miss it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh, those halcyon days. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I'm, I feel like those are all the big ones that people always try to get me to watch. And other than like Survivor and Big Brother and that stuff. Yeah. Which, yeah. Well, those are those are kind of all totemic shows of their era. Yeah. You know, Lost, ER. These are these were monocultural experiences. You know, Lost was like Twin Peaks every day, every when or whatever. It was on Wednesday nights, I think every Thursday. Everybody was talking about it. Uh, Yeah. There were whole websites dedicated to like fan theories. And that's what felt fun about it. And and we don't have those anymore no. really those kind of shows that dominate the discourse yeah you know? like we used to do that with Mad Men we'd literally sit there and yeah. be like what do you think he's gonna pitch for Coca-Cola <laughs> oh no <laughs> like what's gonna happen next week <laughs> I love that that we've evolved from lost. Like, where where do you think the polar bear came from, and what's the smoke monster? To what's he gonna pitch Coca Cola? Do you think Do you think they're gonna get an airline? <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I wanted I uh, wanted Pete to land Mohawk. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! I don't think of you. I don't think about you at all. I, I think uh, about that line all the all time. time. Incredible all the time. stuff. Just Mad Men, modern masterpiece. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, yeah, no wrong steps there. Probably, huh. I'd probably say my greatest show, my greatest show of all time. I rewatch it every year. Oh, like, top five for me. Uh, I I rewatch my one of my my maybe my favorite show is Deadwood, which I watch every year. Okay, that's um, another one. People, I've are always like, you gotta watch that Deadwood, broad, Boardwalk Empire, Carnival, all of those I never did. Deadwood of that trio, Deadwood is the only one that's essential. Deadwood is a frontier western written by David Milch, um, like greatest TV writer um, yeah. of the you know latter half of the 20th century. Um, for, for me, um, truly an iconic show, incredibly written, incredibly performed, absolutely just like electric show to watch, but it's dense. It is the language is difficult. It's yeah. it's about difficult stuff. You have to really want to be watching it. Matt Zoller sites put out a great book called the Deadwood Bible this year. That is an ep- like Carousel, the book that uh, they did for um, for Mad Men. That yeah. is an episode by episode breakdown of Deadwood. And it's the book is fantastic. But the show is just I mean, in for me, Deadwood, The Wire, uh, Mad Men, uh, these are, you know, Gilmore Girls. These are the iconic shows. These are the iconic voices of this era of television. Absolutely. You know, I'd, Milch, I'd, yeah, I'd say all of uh, those and Grey's Anatomy, of course. And and of course, Grey's. Yeah, Grey's. I mean, and of course, <laughs> what's going to happen to Meredith Grey? Well, is she, her last name Grey? Yeah. Okay. Okay. She's okay. it's her anatomy. Yeah. It is her anatomy. Okay. She, okay. Yeah. Great. But she's kind of leaving the show, so it's it's really complicated right now. But the show's gonna go on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, see, you that have to is... understand. Like five seasons ago, they introduced like her secret sister that she never knew about. So there's other Grays, you know. Whoa. Yeah. So okay, got it. So there's oh, so it could be any Grays anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. So now it'll it'll probably be like Maggie Gray is the new Gray and. You know. Wow. Yeah. I wonder when I used to write on Children's Hospital, the Adult Swim uh, uh, show, 
And we did one episode this way, but we always talked about keeping all of the same actors, but the next season, it's just instead of being a instead of being a comedy show in baked into like a hospital drama, that it would just be a lawyer show. <laughs> we would just <laughs> This new season would start. Everybody's the same characters, except now we're doing Boston Legal, not Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that would uh, be amazing. Uh, and we did it for one episode that was a blast <laughs> called Children's Lospital. Um, uh, but that was always uh, that was always such a funny idea. Wouldn't it be amazing if Grey's Anatomy just next season was like it's about her sister who's a lawyer? Who's a lawyer? So now it's just a lawyer show, yeah. and that and it's a different legal anatomy. Same vibe, same tone, same everything. Yeah, but I, but it's the backdrop is the law. Office. Yeah, that is actually my pitch for saving the show. That instead of going forward, they should just like. Next season, no no explanation. Just go back in time 50 years and make it about Meredith's mom, Ellis Gray. Amazing. And then just let us start with her journey as a doctor. Let, just I love that. Give me the prequel. Home run. You know, Shonda, I'm, I'm out here and I'm helping you out. I'm sure she's so grateful. Yeah. If you could get that message to Shonda <laughs> Rhimes, I'm sure that you I'll know let her know. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, Siri, Siri, tell Shonda. <laughs> that Ashley's okay. Okay. She's got it. She's got Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I could see you in the Shonda Rhimes universe, you know. Oh, happily, yeah. Put me in. Yeah, you put could me be into in Bridgerton. Bridgerton. There you go. See, <laughs> put me into Bridgerton. I just wanted more fucking in Bridgerton. Yeah, I that I, I just was like, I, I again, maybe I'm just. Uh, I just was like, oh, I I want this to be. I, I was like, I want this to have all of what it has, but like Game of Thrones level level sex scenes. Sex scenes. And instead, yeah. it's like just a lot of timid looks. Yeah, and it's, like it's a little chaste. The second season, the sexiest moment is literally just like him taking, like pushing a bee off of her bosom and just being like, "Oh no!" And you're like, "Finally, he touched her." Yeah, and the, even the fact that you, in reference to Bridgerton, have to use the word bosom. bosom? Yeah, like yeah, that's not that's, sexy. that says it all right there. <laughs> Uh, this has been so fun. Do you have more shows you want to talk about? My only other thing that I'll shout out is Dairy Girls. Fantastic uh, ending yes. to a fantastic show. Um, I really enjoyed The Boys, Peacemaker. These are just big oh, shows. Oh, I loved Peacemaker. Loved oh. it. These are big. These are the IP shows, though, yeah, that I yeah. feel like I didn't need to shout out, but that I thought were phenomenal. The Boys season three, incredible. Peacemaker yeah. season two, hilarious. So Great. good. Uh, the Bear, Dairy Girls, I just love. And, you know, I got to say, Andor. It, 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 Star Wars is my preferred and my favorite fandom universe. Same. Um, not the fans themselves, but <laughs> I mean, like, it, it, I am a fan of Star Wars. And or maybe has become my favorite Star Wars ever. Yeah. Um, period. It's it's wild. Yeah. I put it off. I was kind of like, eh, whatever. Everyone's talking about it. But out of The Mandalorian just kind of made me tired. Yep. And then this weekend in between binging Below Deck Mediterranean, I finally started it. And it was it's so good. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really is. And again, kind of in line with what I was saying before, it's a show about character development. It's not about Jedis and it's yeah. not about wizards and the force and this and that. It's about real people trapped in a situation that is escalating fascism surrounds them. What are they going to do yeah. as ordinary people? And what happens when you try and push back? And that the like the deeper character development storylines for these characters who are not part of the the um the world that we recognize in Star Wars I just thought it was fantastic um and then my canceled too soon close enough again a show that I'm on the incredible JG Quintel show so good heartbreaking um and then and, and you know and HBO also just want to say for close enough go watch it illegally since HBO Max well, took it off the app that's what I was just going to say. HBO has erased, not just canceled, canceled it. They some brilliant it shows. Yeah. They have erased them from the service. So go and find Aquaman, King of Atlantis, yeah. Infinity Train, which is incredible. In Infinity Train is one of my favorite shows of the last five years. And the fact that not only was it canceled, but it was erased. Er erased. Just like what? Come on. Yeah. Uh, close enough, incredible. Um, and then and then go find Tuca and Birdie. That is available. Yeah. Tuca and Birdie's up there, and it's great. But that also is on my canceled list, and Paper Girls on my canceled list yeah. as well. Um, canceled too soon. Um, these were great shows. They deserved more shots. 
Anyway, yeah, I think that's my I, list. I do want to ask one more. What do yeah. you think is the most overrated show of the year? I'm trying to think. My overrated, sh- I don't really... The shows that I think maybe I would point at as overrated are... And it's not that they were overrated. It's just that they weren't... They, for me, ne- like House of the Dragon and yeah. um, Lord of the Rings, boy, I enjoyed them. I watched them every week. I delighted to watch them. But they didn't leave m- much of a footprint for me. Like, yeah. on, on my... Uh, you know, in terms of, like, my... It, they weren't, like, my, I, my... They weren't my iconic shows of the year. I just enjoyed them. So I don't know that that makes them overrated because I also don't think everybody was out there beating the bushes being like, hey, House of the Dragon is the greatest show ever the way yeah. that they were with Game of Thrones but so I don't know that it's overrated it's just they those were the two that I really enjoyed them but they didn't knock it out of the park for me yeah they Um, got a lot of attention and for me it was kind of like yeah if you get around to House of the Dragon watch it I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to people but you know yeah yeah it's okay it's entertaining yeah if you enjoy fantasy storytelling and these kind of stories about elves and orcs and all the rest this has got it and it's got a, a dense mythology that's so far pretty fun yeah. so you know that's about it though you know I, I wasn't like I wasn't sucked in like I gotta know who's Sauron and what's gonna happen I was just like oh they'll tell me uh, this yeah. is fun it's like okay yeah this is, I'm just watching it you know it's fine one of the things that I've enjoyed about about this period of really wonderful stuff is not just interacting with it, not just watching this stuff, but then going and listening to podcasts, you know, listening to you talk about shows on your podcast is great. Or I listen to Mallory Rubin and Joanna Robinson on the Ringerverse or, you know, Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald on on The Watch or Jason Concepcion and and Rosie Knight on um, X-Ray Vision. Like I like I like listening to people dissect and take on all of these things and then also get those creators, you know, uh, Andy Greenwald uh, uh, talking to Sterling Harjo about reservation dogs. Fascinating. You know, um, uh, people talking to the creators or the actor. Like I love, I love now having the ability to enrich my processing of a show by tuning into voices and people who I like hearing from. Yeah. About these things. So often you know? I'll be like, oh, that show's okay. I like it. And then I hear them talk about it and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Well, that was for me. I, you know, I was a casual at best Game of Thrones watcher at the very beginning, but then started listening to Binge Mode, the Mallory Rubin, Jason Concepcion show Binge Mode, that really brought a sense of they're both book readers to their discussion of the episodes. And so when they were giving me background and context and understanding for the show, I was I enjoyed the show so much more. Yeah. You know, and then the watching of the show and then the listening to them talk about it was it's like a one two kind of like, oh, oh, I like it even more now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Which we just I think yeah. is a great thing. We don't get that experience a lot anymore, but I, I'm glad you got to join me today to do it. I do. I do. want. Do you have a worst show of the year? After all that positivity you just said, is there a show you're like, this fucking sucked? I'll be honest. If something sucks. I will abandon it. That's really smart. Yeah. You know, I if, unless well, except in, uh, the, now there's a thing uh, unless I've watched uh, because there's a completionist in me because I, yeah. I like I told you at the beginning, I write down everything. So if there is something that I feel like if I'm four episodes in and there's only eight episodes, I have to watch the rest just yeah. because just because yeah, I have to finish it. I've got to finish it. Um, so a lot of times if I watch something and I'm like, oh, I don't love this, I, I can abandon it I, after one episode That's or two episodes. That's a good skill episodes. to have. But anything more than that, I'm like, oh, no, I've got to follow through. And I'm trying to look through my list to see if there was anything that I like bailed on or really didn't like. And it's I'm trying to think, you know, I... I desperately wanted the live action Cowboy Bebop to be oh, like a, yeah. a real show for me. And and 
I don't, I certainly don't think it was bad by any means. Um, so I don't want to say it's, I don't want to put it in the context of worst show here because it's yeah, not it's, at all. It just, it's yeah. not at all. It, it just didn't hit me right. It just didn't land right. And maybe I'll revisit it and I'll like it more or something like that. But I just, it just didn't, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, maybe my expectations. Task. Exactly. I agree. Expectations were so high. Yeah. Oh, you know what's on my list? Oh, no, that was in 2021, I oh. think. The MacGruber. <laughs> The MacGruber series. I still on need Peacock. to watch that. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> it is so fucking funny. Um, oh, and you know what else? I'll shout out just because I saw How to with John Wilson on my list from so that good. year. Yeah. Uh, the rehearsal from this uh, year. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Fielder's show, The Rehearsal, yeah. which I know you've talked about uh, in the past on this show, so we don't have to get too deep into it. But I thought it was you know best, absolutely yeah, one of the incredible. Best of the year. Truly incredible and deserve another show that I know makes a lot of people's lists, but I think a lot of the majority of people have no idea it's out yeah, there. No idea. And need to discover it. Yeah. Even like my aunt watched it. She lives in Texas and she started watching the rehearsal and was calling me, like, is this guy real? Like, what oh, is it? I love it. And just I watching love, that makes yeah, me so happy. Watching the mainstream people find Nathan Fielder, that's that's uh that's what TV is for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll say uh my worst of the year is the Peacock Casey anthony documentary casey anthony where the truth lies huh. horrible <laughs> morally horrible and a horribly oh, done truly? documentary oh, really? oh my god okay yeah wow. the whole point is like maybe casey anthony's innocent let's pay her a bunch of money to see what she has to say <laughs> <laughs> oh wow wow so it's really it's her it's her like yeah. first person her first oh, no, it's her first interview and it's like <sighs> it's like three episodes all about her it's like six hours long and it sets out to make you think oh she didn't do it but by the end you're like oh she definitely did it so yeah just horribly done that's too bad yeah all right i feel like we talked about every tv show actually and everything but yet my list here has so many more things on like my my i'm just like looking at now i'm just in my what i've watched yeah I, i'm like have my notebook open because i'm like there's so many things the show that i feel like i've got to watch is the um steve carell domal gleason oh the um, patient is it called the patient yes. yeah yeah, The Patient is on my That's the top next show 10 I've list of the watch. year. The Patient yeah, exactly. is so, so good. I know. Yeah. I got to watch it. Yeah, I'd put that at the top. Uh, oh, I really loved Pam and Tommy this year, which you were in as Tommy's oh, penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was one of my oh, favorite a, limited series this year. Yeah, great. What a great show and what a f wild part to play. Were you the literally. first person they came to? I don't think so. I mean, or at least I they they've talked publicly about talking about other people, you know, bigger stars, uh, you know, that they were thought of. Um, so I don't know where I fell on the list, but they I think once they got to me. It really was because I'm friends with Rogan. He just texted me and was like, hey, can you do you have like half an hour to record a couple of lines for this show? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I was like, what's the what's the part? And he was like, uh, it's literally it's literally Tommy's dick. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yep, a million percent. <laughs> and that was it. I got on a Zoom with just like this with uh, Craig Gillespie and we did it. it. Like I said, like 20 minutes. And he they were describing to me. All of what it would look like and how it was gonna move and this and oh, that yeah. and and the the pee hole was gonna talk like a mouth and I was like ha ah, wow sounds great guys <laughs> well okay see you later and then like whatever six months later I'm watching it like holy wow. shit this is fucking crazy You're really doing it <laughs> oh yeah really yeah doing what it. kind of you know how do you center yourself to play Tommy Lee's penis. You know what? You really, it's, I mean, it's, listen, it's a character that we, in pop culture that we've known for decades now. Yeah, yeah. This is, his, his, his dick has been a prominent part of pop culture for now years. <laughs> so, you know, to tackle such an iconic character, to embody, <laughs> to embody such an iconic character, uh, is so, so difficult. Yeah. I really had to do the research, yeah, you know? Yeah. I really had to do the research had to, go to method, figure it out. Just, yeah. Yeah. Really pull yourself into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Jason, I want to thank you so, so much for talking to me for oh, two you. hours. This has been amazing. Wow. Check out Star Trek Podigy on Paramount Plus uh, and listen to How Did This Get Made right here on Earwolf. Oh yeah. The Earwolf family. Oh, uh, yeah. family. Uh, I love it. Love it. Uh, and listen to this podcast. This is a great podcast. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank. Can you just say, listen to TV I Say with Ashley Ray. She's great. Listen to TV I Say with Ashley Ray. She's great. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to make that like my ringtone on my phone. That's but... your pull quote? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
What a great episode. So much talent. What a wonderful guy who loves TV. Just so obsessed with TV as much as I am, which is just really hot. Anyway, let me give you some homework for next week before you get out of here. Next week on the show, I have Captain Sandy Yawn. Yeah, Captain Sandy from Below Deck. I fell in love with the show, got her on the podcast. So next week, we're going to talk to Captain Sandy. She's going to let me know if I would work as her chief stew. Would she hire me? We'll find out. So that's your homework. Watch tons of Below Deck. Mediterranean, that's the one Sandy's in. Although she did just take over on the main Below Deck since Captain Lee has has stepped back. Uh, So, you know, enjoy Captain Sandy. And other than that... Uh, You know, you got Chicago Party Aunt, which just premiered on Netflix. I did actually watch all of that. You might enjoy it. And then we also have Paul T. Goldman, which just premiered on Peacock. People are giving this amazing reviews. They're saying it's like the rehearsal mixed with a ton of other stuff. That's crazy. Hey, check it out. And we'll be back next week with another episode. TV I say with Ashley Ray. Another episode. Another episode TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Sam Kiefer and produced by Amelia Chapelo. And our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TVISAY, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. Did you know that more than 113,000 children are waiting to be adopted from foster care? Ellie was one of them. When she was placed in foster care at 16 after experiencing significant abuse, she felt unlovable. Thankfully, Ellie was adopted with help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. Today, she's planning on college and has a bright future, but more than 20,000 teens age out of care every year. You can help. Visit DaveThomasFoundation.org slash learn more. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.